purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we want to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Dr. Alex Boyd or myself, Johanna Chan, um, as your weekly practitioner of the Custom Codes or Custom Trilogy today. So you should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. So today our topic, I believe, is breaking the cycle. Is that right, Alex? That is right. Johanna, you got a cycle you need to break? <laughs> <laughs> Most of us do. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, thank you everyone for uh, participating in our YouTube channel. Um, I'm trying to start a movement. The end of that movement, I do not know what it might be. But the movement is to start talking about the important stuff again. Uh, back in the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, people used to go out on their porch in the evening uh, when the weather was nice, and very often they would sit out there and talk, read, uh, sometimes listen to a radio program. Very often in small towns like the ones my parents grew up with, they would walk up and down the streets and talk to the other people who were on their porches. And... Uh, what we talk about, what I call the spiritual laws of nature, is at least a significant part of what people used to talk about, all right, among themselves and debate and question and challenge each other and things like that. And I think to a large degree we've quit doing that. Uh, many times church is more like a performance than it is a... Uh, talking back and forth about issues and people sharing what they're struggling with in their life. I mean, that's more of a AA sort of thing than, than it is church. And um, I, I think church was meant to be more of that than it has evolved to be. But the mission is let's start talking about these important issues and then let's see what comes from that. Um, and to me, the natural thing to come from that is wanting to live according to your beliefs about these big issues of life. Uh, this week we were talking about breaking the cycle, and I believe it was the 1970s in America when a lot of the self-help and psychological material coming out uh, kind of coined the phrase, breaking the cycle. And I'll tell you exactly where Breaking the Cycle came from. It came from counseling and therapy where over decades and decades and, de and decades of people doing counseling and therapy or pastors or preachers doing counseling or therapy or somebody doing counseling or therapy, everyone kind of came to the, the same conclusion that the same issues keep coming up for the same people that if they struggled with this at 20, they're likely to struggle with it at 40. And if they struggled with it at 40, they're likely to struggle with it at 60 and likely to die with it, all right? And the phrase was coined, breaking the cycle, which means, no, I'm not going to have that happen in my life. I'm not going to repeat the sins or faults of my parents necessarily if I can help it. I'm going to analyze my own life. I'm going to go on my own search for the truth and, and my worldview that I believe is the one that is the truth because many worldviews 
are mutually exclusive. If you believe in this one, you can't believe in any of the others. Some of them aren't, but some of them are. So which one is true? Well, I think it's so critical that you find that out for yourself, not just accept what your parents said or what your uh, ancestry did or what your spouse or, or significant other says, but that you search for yourself. One of the problems with the cycle is that we all come pre-programmed. Uh, we're programmed for nine months in utero, and then we're programmed for about three years that we typically can't remember for the rest of our life. And then we're programmed for the first six or eight years of life about um, pretty much everything. Republican, Democrat, uh, what's your favorite color, um, controversial issues, Ford or Chevy, by the time you get to 6, 8, 10, 12 years old, it's different for different people, typically you are programmed. And a lot of it's happened unconsciously, a lot of it's happened by accident, a lot of it happened and you didn't even know it was happening, but once you get to that age, you're programmed. Well, there's some good stuff to that. You've got some good stuff in that programming. Don't touch the hot iron. You know, you can't eat three bags of M&M's uh, uh, every day and get away with it. You know, there's some good stuff in there, but a lot of what's in there is destructive. And, and it's negative programming. It's the equivalent of a computer virus. I call it a human hard drive virus. Uh, National Geographic did a special edition a, a number of years ago. It's called the Owner's Manual for the Brain. I've got it here in my... Uh, library somewhere. I need to find that. But anyway, that special edition revolved around a study where they found that one second before you make any significant decision, and there's a lot of latitude in significant. I mean, it could significant for one person could be, do I want a Snickers bar or M&Ms? Okay. So one second before making any significant decision, there's an electrical spike in the brain they traced it back, and what they found is that that electrical spike is your unconscious mind mandating what your decision will be. It is not a suggestion. It is not a request. It is a command that is almost impossible to go against that. Uh, Scientific American, after that, uh, released a couple of studies uh, kind of confirming that, saying that our memories are really more like illusions than they are memories. And that there's really no such thing as free will. Which is one of the craziest things I've ever heard, where these uh, scientists who made breakthroughs in this study literally considered never releasing it because they thought it would make everybody feel hopeless and helpless and the suicide rate skyrocket. Because there's nothing they can do. They're programmed. They can't change it. And, and there's nothing that they found so far that can change it. So, certainly no pill, no surgery, anything like that, okay? When, when people talk about the issues of their life and what their problems are, way over 99% of the time, they will say, my problem is, and then what they say after that is a circumstance, a current life circumstance. It's my spouse, it's money, it's my job, it's my health, whatever. 
Well, 99 plus percent of the time, that is not what the problem is and not where it is coming from. It is coming from these unconscious errors, the 50% of us that's in error, like a computer virus, causing us to have an error action, whether that's a negative emotion or a negative uh, feeling or uh, a negative thought or a negative action and behavior. We think we're making that action and behavior for rational reasons, even if we think it's wrong. I'm doing it to get a little bit of pleasure. I'm going to go crazy, okay? Uh, I'll start being good tomorrow or whatever. But we believe it's about our physical, current, non-physical, but circumstances. And we're wrong. It's virtually always about our underlying programming that is in error, causing errors in our feelings, thoughts, and actions. We are always creating, okay? Even when we sleep, there's a thing called um, rapid eye sleep, okay? And Google it. That's when you dream. And best we can tell, dreams are when our unconscious mind is creating, trying to resolve problems, even while we sleep. And the whole time we're awake, we are constantly creating through our image maker. That is the single creative force in the history of mankind. The, the primary one, before everything else. The architect has it in his mind, in his image maker, before it goes on paper, and then before it becomes bricks and concrete. And, and that's always been true. My mentor shared with me something that helped me tremendously in this regard years ago, and it was this. The first event is where you lost your peace. Okay? I remember stealing a candy bar when I was four years old from the five and ten cent store in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And man, I felt like I was going to explode before I got out of that. Uh, store, and then after I ate it, it didn't taste that great anyway, and I felt this horrible guilt for on and on and on. I can't remember the first time I lied, but I know I felt horrible after that too, okay? The first event is where you lost your peace about whatever that issue or line of issues in your life is. So for me, the first event in my life, stealing was that five-year-old, four-year-old event at the five and dime when I stole the candy bar, all right? So the first event is where you lost your peace, and peace is what tells you you're okay, okay? That's the light on your dashboard, that you're okay. Peace means okay. Anxiety, the opposite of peace, or stress, or fear, or guilt, or anger, or any of those are only possible when you've lost your peace. You can't have peace and that both, okay? So the first event is when you lost your peace. All of the subsequent events, so if I'd stole 20 things since the five and dime, those were because I lost my peace. 
The first event is where and when I lost my peace. And very often, if you go back and heal the first event, or the first one that you can remember, or sometimes it's not the first one because the first one was kind of trivial, but it's this really big one that happened right after that. So if you can heal the first or biggest event, very often that whole line of addiction or negative habits, or today we're calling it the cycle, will heal on its own and usually pretty quickly. So you need to consciously, with your intention, use your image maker, okay? Uh, and, and I would start I would start this way. Um, what are the worst memories of my life? What are the most negative relationships of my life? What are the, uh, the negative turning points in my life? What are the points that if I could go back to, I would and do something different there, all right? And you need to do two things. Number one is you need to fix the errors. You need to fix the human hard drive viruses. And typically, that is more in the interpretation of the event than the actual facts. Like when I was about 11 or 12 years old, my dad hit me repeatedly and said, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything. Okay? And that ruined, dominated the next 15 years of my life, okay, in a very, very negative way. Well, the problem wasn't that I was remembering the facts wrong. That did happen. The problem was my interpretation, which was, hey, if my dad says I'm never going to amount to anything, then I'm never going to amount to anything. And then I started living that out, feeling it, thinking it, literally for the next 15 years until my wife threw me out of the house, which was the best thing, one of the best things that ever happened to me, okay? Because it broke, the, it, what came after that allowed me to break that cycle. So number one, find all those negatives in your life and then say, okay, is there a negative, is there a wrong, erroneous interpretation attached to this memory? And if there is, then use your image maker to create that memory with the correct interpretation, which I would say is the most positive possible interpretation that you actually believe. Okay? Then, take another look at these things and say, is there anything erroneous just in the facts themselves? And if so, correct that as well. Uh, basically, what I'm talking about is memory engineering, which is my latest book. So if you've not gotten that, I think that would be the best guide. It's a step-by-step, six-step, about 10-minute process to change any memory. But whether you use that or not, you've got to use your image maker to correct your, the misinterpretations of your life to correct the factual errors as best you can find them. And even if the factual errors are negative, you can still have a positive interpretation. Just because um, I was beaten up doesn't mean I'm ever going to be beaten up again. I can have a great rest of my life even though I was beaten up. Okay? So the most positive possible interpretation that you believe is true or believe is still possible. 
and then fix, fix the factual errors as well and start using your image maker in every area of your life to create the positive outcome that you would like to do. So if tomorrow you're going to the dentist, use your image maker to create going to the dentist before you go to the dentist with as positive possible an outcome. Now, if you go to the dentist and you have a cavity, you correct that, uh, you know, on the first time when you imaged it, you didn't image having a cavity. Well, correct that, but then also add the most positive possible interpretation. Okay, but just because I got a, a, a cavity doesn't mean I'm not, I can't have a fabulous rest of my life and even really good teeth, okay? So you have, in order to break the cycle and keep it broken and create a new positive cycle, there's only one way to do it. Well, no, two. The one we're talking about today is take control of the creative force inside you. Take control of your image maker and get it creating what you want and what is the truth rather than lies, errors, and what is negative. Number two is praying about it and just having God change that. Um, in the wonderful book, um, oh, what's it called? I always have this on the tip of my tongue. Um, How God Changes Your Brain by uh, Newberg and some of his fellow neurosurgeons. They were looking for the most uh, healthy and um, destructive thing to the human brain and at the end of their research, these guys aren't trying to pitch church or God or anything. They're pitching brain science. And what they find is the most healthy healing thing for the human brain is a belief in God in prayer, exercise is a distant second. So those two things, prayer and being right with God and living your life in love, and number two, taking control of your image maker to break the cycles you already have and then create new positive ones uh, to enhance your future. And that's it for me, Johanna. Oh, thanks so much, Alex. So if anyone here would like to make a comment or have a question for Alex, press star 2 on your phone. That's going to raise your hand. I'll be able to unmute your line, and then you can um, interact with Alex. If you're on the web, you can type in your question. And I will read that to Alex so he can respond there. Uh, you can always send in questions anytime, and we'll be able to read those on this call as well. And let's see if we have any hands up, Alex, this moment. Okay. <laughs> I doubt that. But that is fine. But please remember the whole point of this, at least for me, start talking about these issues to your uh, significant other, to your parents, to your children, to your siblings, to your neighbors, to people at work, people that you meet. Let's start talking about stuff that matters and start living by what's most important. And uh, have a wonderful, blessed day. Love you, Johanna. Thank you. Love you too, Alex. And thank you.